It is pointless to resist. Take it easy. Today is Monday, November 6th, and the hot stove season is officially underway. Garrett Cole was the player's choice for outstanding pitcher in the American League and is likely about to take home his first Cy Young Award. Anthony Volpe just became the first Yankee rookie to win a gold glove. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is officially being posted and will make his way to the United States. We'll talk about the Yankees' chances to sign him. While rumors and contradictory reports continue to swirl around Juan Soto and the cash-strapped San Diego Padres. Plus, Domingo Herman's Yankees career is over, but can the same be said for Frankie Montas? We got a roundup of all of the recent news, plus off-season predictions from me and Pat Hennessy of Unhinged Yankees. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> all right. How's it going, everybody? It's been about a week since we talked. I was working in Atlantic City, but now I am back. The hot stove is on. It's official. And we got to talk some Yankees baseball. We got some awards to go through. We got some hot stove predictions to make. But first, we have a very special guest. Allow myself to introduce myself. And allow me to introduce Pat Hennessy of Unhinged Yankees. How's it going, Pat? Listen, Derek, I'm doing fantastic. So happy to be back talking to you. I feel like every time we converse, it's like something big either happened or is about to happen. So I'm getting like that that Christmas Eve energy right now. It feels good. Well, I think the next big thing that's going to happen is Garrett Cole is going to win the Cy Young Award. They just announced tonight that he's one of the finalists. He won the Player's Choice Award for uh, Most Outstanding Pitcher in the American League. And he's going to add that Cy Young to the wall. Anthony Volpe, despite his early defensive struggles this season, and despite some of the haters, (coughs) you, um, has won the American League Gold Glove Award. So congrats to Anthony Volpe. Give him a little standing O there. Uh, So I know you were critical on social media of Volpe winning the award. Uh, I don't know if that was just for clicks, you know, you being you, you, you being the contrarian that you like to be just for fun, or if you honestly believe that there was a better shortstop there this year. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I, I think a lot of it was probably just me trying to stir the pot a little bit, which is <laughs> dude, like we all do. That's it, what you, you know? do. I mean, you, you gotta um, do yeah, but also at the same time, it's like, I, I don't necessarily think that Anthony Volpe was a gold glove shortstop this year. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I look at the competition and sure. When you, when you look at who he was up against, it's like, sure. Like I could see why he won the award, but also at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I watching him on a daily basis this season. Like it never kind of like sparked me in my head. Like, yo, Anthony Volpe is a, is a gold glove shortstop. Did you have those thoughts? So I, I really didn't think that like the numbers would show him to be as good as he was like he made a lot of bad throws I thought that um you know I thought he was average as a shortstop but when you look at the numbers you look at the metrics he had what 15 defensive runs saved which was one less than Wander Franco who probably should have won it but he's on death row uh the other <laughs> finalists were Corey Seager who had five defensive run saves uh, defensive runs saved and Carlos Correa, who had, like, negative two DRS. So, I mean, I just don't know anybody who had better numbers. But to me, he seemed like he seemed like a decent shortstop. 
I thought but he was like, good. You know, when we looked at him, we were thinking he would be like an offensive shortstop, right? Yeah, no, that that's that's kind of what I thought. I mean, also at the same time, like I didn't really think that Anthony Volpe was the Yankees' shortstop of the future, especially from everything yeah. we heard from scouting reports and whatnot. It didn't seem like his long-term fit was at shortstop. It seemed like they were viewing him more as like a second base, third base option. But I don't know. I like shout out to him. I mean, it's a big deal winning Gold Glove. I think what he's the first Yankees rookie to ever win a Gold Glove yeah. award. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's a big deal for sure. But. Yeah, when when I say he doesn't deserve it, I, I I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it in terms of like there's another shortstop this year that deserved it over him. I'm saying just in the grand scheme of things of like a Gold Glove winner, I don't think he deserves to have a Gold Glove award. That's yeah. just me. Joser B says, "How do you feel about Pat saying he would beat up anybody in the Yankees YouTube scene?" Hey, look, I, I agree. He kicked my ass. <laughs> you know, like that's a statement I've made in the past, and Derek, like. Obviously, we wouldn't step in the ring, but if I did step in the ring with anybody in the Yankees YouTube scene, round one knockout. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm 40 years old and I can barely like move around. I move around like De Niro in The Irishman where I can barely take my foot off the ground if I want to stomp somebody. So I'm I'm confident you would whip my ass. Absolutely. Hey. All right. Maybe so let's put uh, up a good fight. Maybe. So let's let's although I do outweigh you by about 50 pounds, I think. Uh what are you about? What one seventy, bro? That's really generous. I'm probably like one thirty on it on a good day. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm about two fifteen. So yeah. I, okay. No, I, well, I, I, different weight class, but it's yeah, okay. yeah, different. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely a heavyweight. Uh, you're more of a bantam weight. All right. So let's get to the hot stove. Uh, everything I've read, everything that I've heard on you know radio from people who claim to know you know uh, the 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 Yankee pundits, if you will. And the conversations that I've had with people who are in the industry, as I'm in the industry now, uh, suggest that the Yankees are going to be way more aggressive than they've been in pretty much any year since the 2008 offseason when they signed Sabathia, Teixeira, Burnett, and traded for Nick Swisher. They went kind of crazy, and it worked out. They won a World Series. The Texas Rangers have just shown that you can invest and you know turn around a team quickly. They spent over $800 million in the last two offseasons, and look, they got a chip. So I get that there's some real concern about overpaying and, and, and going over the luxury tax, but right now the Yankees were a fourth place team and without spending at least a little bit, I don't think they're going to, they're going to get over the hump. So it uh, sounds like Yoshinobu's getting posted. Soto could be available. Uh, Bellinger is a free agent. There's a lot of guys available. I asked you to make three predictions, so I'm going to put them on the screen and I was hoping you could walk us through them if uh, you don't mind. No, I'm so ready for it. Um, can they hear me? Yeah, they can hear you. Oh, nice. So it's like a it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Let's do yes, it. Yes, except okay. I'm controlling the clicker here. <laughs> so my first prediction for the Yankees offseason is that the Yankees are going to trade for Mr. Juan Soto, the legend himself, and they're going to give him a pretty little extension. I, this is obviously a deal that has to happen. If it does happen, the Yankees will become the best team in baseball with some other supplemental moves. Uh, and... Oh, are we going one by one? Yeah, we'll just we'll just go through. I'll, I'll, I'll pan back when you start talking about it. It's okay. okay I'll, cool. I'll handle the direction. You just handle the. the you know. <laughs> I, I'm used to the clicker. Um, but yeah, no, I think like uh, acquiring Juan Soto, it, it does something for the Yankees. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this last time too. It it 
it's probably the only move that they could make where I it would make me confident about this team going into next season, right? And it sucks that I don't think Juan Soto is necessarily that missing piece. Like I said, you still need other supplemental moves along with him. But I think that he's the only main move that you could make this offseason that would make me be like, all right, this team's legit going into next year. Um, number two, my second prediction for the offseason, Yankees trading Glaber Torres. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. I know that there's a lot of Glaber lovers out there. I don't hate Glaber Torres, but I also don't love him either. But I think especially acquiring Juan Soto and giving him a massive extension like I'm expecting him to get, there's kind of no space for Glaber Torres with the Yankees anymore. And it's kind of sad to say, but especially giving Soto that deal, um, I don't see... I'm not a super jinx, but (laughs) I, I... I look at Glaber Torres as a guy where I don't see a future with the Yankees. And some people might beg to differ, but especially, like I said, giving Soto that extension, the Yankees are contemplating even if they have the money for Glaber's arbitration salary that he's expected to get next year, which is what, like $16 million or something. Hitting free agency next year, I think that there is probably a 15% chance Glaber Torres resigns with the New York Yankees. So now maybe you trade him and get some value for him before he goes. Just All throwing right. that out. Pull up the last one here. And then my last one, Derek, this is the one I'm kind of most excited about here. The Yankees (laughs) re-signing Frankie Montas. And just because it's like, I know I maybe say that as like halfway joking, but also like mostly dead serious. I think Frankie Montas giving him a one-year deal going into next season is the definition of like low risk, high reward, which is the the, the types of moves the Yankees have loved to make over the past couple of years. Imagine like, when they signed Corey Kluber to that one-year deal, except I think that there's a ton more upside here. We we saw the Yankees give him a little tryout uh, towards the end of the season. I think it was against the Royals or something. Um, he pitched well in the one appearance, but I think that was mostly to mend. I don't want I don't want to say mend a relationship, but like keep that relationship stable with Montas and kind of see what they could get going into the offseason if he's even healthy. And yeah, I think, bro, you signed Frankie Montas to a one-year prove-it deal this year. What What's the worst thing that could happen? He gets hurt again or he absolutely sucks and he's gone by June? Best case scenario, he dominates like the Frankie Montas from Oakland and he's your number two going into the postseason next year. So, so um, you know, just going reviewing these real quick. Uh, I could definitely see the Soto thing happening if they're able to re-sign him. But the latest report that I heard was that the GM of the Padres, AJ Preller, wants to hang on to him at least until the trade deadline to see if they can make another run at it. Not sure if they're going to deal Glaber Torres. I'm going to go ahead and push back a little bit on that one. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Just because I think he was one of their more consistent hitters this year. Uh, and in a year where your offense was so bad, you don't want to give up on pretty much a sure thing. And also, he's been one of the guys who's been healthy. You know, he hasn't been getting hurt. So I, not that I'm saying he's the best second baseman in the league or anything, but he's a good offensive second baseman, average to slightly below average defensive second baseman. And I think they're just going to hang on to him. You know, he's a fan favorite. Uh, and then Frankie Montas, I can definitely see. Uh, it depends on whether or not somebody is willing to give him that second year. If the Yankees say, hey, we'll give you one year at, let's say, $8 million bucks, you know, basically what you made last year, slight you know, cost of living, uh, groceries, uh, raise, you know, 500 grand on groceries. That's about what I spend, you know, uh, <laughs> these days. No, so 
I could see them doing that for sure, especially since we know that Cashman, he likes to redeem himself when he makes a bad deal. You know what I mean? Like, you probably don't remember this, but they had uh, signed uh, – you might remember this, actually um, – Javier Vasquez. He yes. they, they, they traded for him, and he stunk. He was awful. They let him go. They traded, they traded him as part of the Randy Johnson deal, I think. And then Cashman brought him back, thinking, well, he's good now. And he stunk again. That was he like, stunk what, again. Maybe. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah. and it, he was awful. So let's get to my predictions, uh, which are a little bit more eyebrow raising. I think. Uh, I think they're going to sign Cody Bellinger, and and the reason I I went with Bellinger over Soto is not because I want Bellinger more. I, I think Soto would probably be a better fit. He's younger. He's an on base percentage machine, and I think he's only going to get better. But Cody Bellinger only costs money, right? You don't have to deal, you know, a Dominguez or any of your big prospects. And we know that Cashman hugs his prospects. And are we seeing you around the corner there? I'm going to switch out of there with me. Pat, you. Uh, uh, Yankees, I think they will sign uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Now, Yamamoto is interesting because, you know, he's got dominating numbers in Japan, you know, Tanaka like numbers, 1.2 something. ERA, but he's also five foot eight. You know, he he's he's very small for a pitcher, so he's kind of Marcus Stroman sized, which makes me wonder long term about his durability. But he does throw a lot of pitches. You know, it, it, you know, it, he threw 138 the other day, and didn't wear down. So uh, there are people saying that his flexibility is Ichiro like. You know, he's he's kind of one of those people who's uh, just got a, a lively arm. You know, and then um, Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, the Yankees were linked with him today. I think that uh, as a fill-in until Jason Dominguez gets back, he makes a lot of sense. Again, one-year deal. He's a left-handed hitter, so you add a little bit of a, a left-handed threat, even though he's not like a much of a hitter. I think this year he hit about 260 with maybe eight or nine home runs. And, um, you know, excellent defense. He had a 3.9 war. Most of that was uh, defense. So what do you think of my three there? I... I'm going to be honest. I think your three might make the Yankees a more well-versed team rather than being like a little more top heavy by just acquiring Soto and hopefully doing more. But also at the same time, I don't like Cody Bellinger on a long-term deal at all. Like something about him just really scares me in terms of there's so many questionable factors. It kind of feels like a, a hitter version of Carlos Rodon in the sense of like there there's an injury pass there. I don't know. Like, there's a very inconsistent uh, stat line over the past couple of years. It's like, I think he's been bad, what, three out of the last four seasons, maybe? Um, and giving him a, a big contract, I just don't know if that's the move I'd probably make. And as far as Yamamoto goes, don't get me wrong. Like, his stats in Japan are amazing, right? Like, it's it's pretty equivalent to Tanaka when he came over. But also, at the same time, like, I, I guess this narrative is kind of diminished a little bit over the past couple of years, but bringing guys from overseas are, are always, there's always a risk there, right? More of a risk than if you were to sign somebody who solidified themselves already in, in major league baseball. But I don't know. I, I would need to see him perform for the New York Yankees in the United States before I'm like, this guy's yeah. going to save the Yankees rotation, uh, a rotation that currently has four question marks, right? So it's like bring in Yamamoto, like, cool but i'm also viewing him as a question mark until he proves otherwise does that make sense that does make sense and we got a couple of quick super donos to get to we got wardy 
says, thoughts on Mendoza? Appreciate the dono. Uh, So Mendoza was just hired by the Mets today. I saw a tweet that said, uh, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, because a lot of the decisions that uh, went wrong for the Yankees were on-field decisions this year, and, and he was definitely a factor in that. Look, I don't know much about him. Uh, I heard Andres Jimenez say today on foul territory that he's really, really smart. But again, I don't know the guy. Uh, I, it's hard for us to really judge the impact of a bench coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, shout out to Wardy. Love you, Wardy. Those, listen, stay tuned because me and Wardy have a fun little project coming up soon. But yeah, I, as, as far as Carlos Mendoza goes, like, I have no thoughts. It's kind of just one of those things where who knows how good he's going to be as a manager? Like, who even knows how good he was as a bench coach, right? But yeah, that's why it's like, uh, if Mets fans are curious as to what to expect with him, I have no idea. Because the only thing that we've ever seen from him was like, when Boone would get ejected, Mendoza would take over as manager. But one thing I do want to say as far as that uh, vacant bench coach position now, I'd love to see the Yankees go like an old-timey route with it. Like, go out and get like a Buck Showalter or like a Willie Randolph and give like that old-school presence in the dugout and not have them necessarily be manager, right? And then also, by doing that, let's say the Yankees are once again an abysmal team in, in June, July next year. You can get rid of Boone midseason and have an experienced veteran manager ready to just take things over halfway through the season. So I think yeah. that might be the route to go down. Like like Ron Washington's role. You know, sure. A guy, yeah, a guy who's been a manager, who's been around the game a long time. Those guys are great as a bench coach because they can offer wisdom without necessarily having to be, you know, the bad guy, uh, you know, to the players, you know, the 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 scary uh, scary uncle or whatever that that you know a hard nosed manager would be. We got another super dono here from Aaron L. Says Young Hu Lee is better than Bellinger. I don't know, man. Um, first of all, the KBO is essentially double A as compared to. Major League Baseball. So this guy's probably going to need some time in the minor leagues. And Bellinger's a guy, I mean, we showed the numbers. He had 307 with 26 home runs this year, 20 stolen bases in 499 at-bats, 881 OPS. Look, it was a bounce back here. He won Comeback Player of the Year, uh, Player's Choice Award so far. And he's only 28 years old. I like Bellinger. And look, like I said before, Soto would be my guy if I could get him without giving up Dominguez. But you'd also have to re-sign him. Uh, and I'm I giving think up Dominguez. I don't, I don't think I would because I think Dominguez, what he showed, he's going to be basically a switch hitting Soto and he's younger and, and cheaper, you know I mean? Yeah, but also at the same time, it's like like at the end of the day, if it came down to Dominguez or no Dominguez, I'm probably doing it. But I think the Yankees could get Soto without having to give up Dominguez. Yeah, I, I also agree. I mean, it, it, it's possible. I mean, you could give him Thorpe, who was a you know top pitching prospect this yeah. year. Spencer Jones getting a lot of love from the prospect rankings. Uh, uh, Roderick Arias, you know, number one international prospect, still like 18 or 19 years old. I can Anthony see Volpe. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think they would trade Volpe, uh, you know, after he's established himself 2020 as a rookie, won a gold glove, uh, fan favorite. But look, if they asked for Volpe for Dominguez, I mean, sorry, Volpe for uh, Soto, 100% I would make that deal. And, I think you and, have to. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all we know is that Brian Cashman has got to get to work. We cannot sit on the sidelines all winter like we've done the last couple of years. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. 
Tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. NYY Recaps is sponsored by Game Time, fastest growing ticket app in the world. Download the Game Time app to your phone or other smart device, or visit the GameTime.co website to get last minute tickets to all your favorite types of events baseball, other sports, concerts, football, theater, comedy you name it. You can find it on Game Time. Use the code NYY Recaps for $20 off of your first purchase. Game Time, sure. lowest price on last minute tickets, guaranteed. I just got ticket. Really? I just, just got them. Yeah, just for the Knicks game. Yeah. Sweet. Isn't Game Time yeah. great? Beautiful app. Yeah, great app. The game that we uh, met up at that Friday night uh, a couple of like, a month ago. Game Time. Section 420, seven bucks. Seven bucks, Pat. Where are you finding a deal like that? That Nowhere was less up. than the cost of my hot dog. That's that's a point. Did that, you get the extra? You know they have like the extra long ones for yeah, like two dollars more. Yeah, I got the massive hot dog. Yeah, I yeah, didn't finish it though. Yeah, I ate I ate about half of it, and I was like, "This is disgusting," and I <laughs> I didn't love it. <laughs> See, I'm not yeah, going. no, I enjoy a hot dog every now and then, but I will yeah. say, like, I I I couldn't catch myself eating the the foot long one, but yeah, to each his own, right? Uh, not so family fun vision brings up a good point. The Padres have no money. They just had to get a $50 million loan to make payroll. I saw some people reporting, and this was something that was reported last year that we all kind of dismissed, but now it has a real chance. Tatis could be available. He could be dangled if you take one of their other bigger contracts, because I mean, he's a young guy. He's got, uh, I think like 10 years left on his deal and he's obviously, an unbelievable player. He's kind of a head case. I don't know how he would do in New York, but he's an unbelievable player. And really it's kind of a team friendly contract. Yeah. Yeah. I, Tatis is an interesting option. Um, I still prefer Soto at the end of the day, but like, yeah. let's say you get both. Maybe that's a scenario too, where it's like, yo, the Padres are just completely unloading, which I don't think is going to happen. But yeah. in that case, yeah, you're giving up Dominguez, Volpe, literally anyone who they want, not named Cole or Judge. But I think it's going to be interesting. I think a lot of people who are falling for the Padres uh, reports coming out where it's like, oh, they're going to wait until the deadline. If anybody thinks that they're not just using that as like a bargaining tactic this offseason, they're crazy. Right. Um, if I had to put money on it, I would say that Juan Soto does get traded this offseason. I really do. Well, we'll see. So, Pat, what you been up to lately, man? Nothing much, man. Just a lot of work. Just a lot of fun. Just I'm a boxer now. Um, that that's that's one thing. Boxer, really? Yeah. No, I'm trained to be a boxer. That's breaking news. Um, yeah, just enjoying life, Derek. How about you? Uh, I'm definitely not training to be a boxer. I'm doing a lot of uh, a lot of sitting on the couch and and eating cheese balls. But, um, cool. you know, I've been watching watching a lot of movies that I missed uh, this summer as I, um, you know, covered all the baseball games. I re- recently went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Scorsese movie. It's like four hours long, bro. Oh, like, I, I think I saw a commercial for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. With DiCaprio. And oh, my God. It was good. But God dang, it was so long. Uh, I've been working with Foul Territory. The movies? When was that? 2019. I saw Toy Story 4. Continue. Oh, wow. I was going to say, I, just, I was working with Foul Territory this weekend, uh, went up uh, to Atlantic City, got to check out the Borgata. That was beautiful. Um, got to hang out with Kratz and uh, Todd Frazier, two guys who've been on the podcast and are very, very cool. Uh, Scott Braun as well. Yeah, it was it was fun time. And um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm gearing up for the winter. Been kind of given, obviously, the show and overhaul, building all of these fun little animations. High five. High five. Bang. All right. Is that Borat? Uh, that's Borat, man. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't do this anymore. I, I really can't. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. I've, uh, oh, I've been... One more thing. Can I say one yeah. more thing before, sure. we, before we go? So yeah. this is probably going to be the last time we talk until awards get announced. So I just want to send this message home real quick. If you are a writer, actually, no, the writers already voted. So if you are a writer and you didn't vote Garrett Cole for Cy Young this year, you're a loser. You yeah. probably have no friends. Your family doesn't love you. You're probably just a miserable person who spends their weekends sitting at home, crushing three little Caesars pizzas at a time. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be flabbergasted, disappointed, and disgruntled if Garrett Cole does not unanimously win the Cy Young Award this year. Him winning it is already a lock, but I need to see that big U next to the award as well. I wholeheartedly agree with um, wholeheartedly everything you said, except for the, the Little Caesars pizza. Nothing wrong with eating three pizzas, man. Let's let's get that clear right now. Caesars, first of all, they're not big pizzas. They're small pizzas. And they're five bucks a piece. And well, I don't know if I could put put away three of them, but I'm I'm happy to try. I'm happy to try. Are you ready to do do our little shimmy before we uh, before we say goodbye? No, I'm ready. Farewell, and adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. I gotta get out of here. You gotta go. You gotta go. All right, guys, um, hot stove kicking off. There's going to be a lot more content over the next several months. We are just getting started. Uh, special thanks to Pat Hennessy. Go subscribe to his channel, Unhinged Yankees. He is on the way back, coming back for the 2024 season. I forgot what year it was. Coming back like Ali to the ring, like Jordan to the garden. We'll see you next time. Most impressive.